Salam everyone, welcome back to Nurain, the Two Lights podcast. My name is Sumaya and I am joined by Asil. Hey. Um, and today we are going to be refilming an episode that we filmed a couple of weeks ago and um, <laughs> is it recording? Alright, salam everyone, welcome back to Nurain, the Two Lights podcast. My name is Sumaya and um, our other person here is Asil, and um, today we are refilming an episode that we filmed a couple of weeks ago. Um, we've had a couple of these like quote unquote filled episodes that we just like film and then listen to later on, and we're just kind of like, um, no, we can't upload that. Um, but yeah, so we are recording um this episode today about um time management and just a lot of we're gonna go in a lot of different directions with this so take it away okay so I originally came up with this idea like somebody said a couple weeks ago because um I often talk to my sister about this a lot you can't just lay there you actually have to do things for your time you know time is a baraka you know you know use it wisely and this and that and that wasn't really a lesson that I've learned until rather recently Mm. um like in my senior year of high school, junior year, I will say junior year of high school, you know, mm-hmm. um, cause like freshman and sophomore year, right? Like I was good at managing time, but it wasn't like, I didn't perfect it. Like I would spend too much time doing one thing and not enough time doing this other thing. Or I would could scroll through Instagram for like hours and hours. So, like to the point where I literally deleted Instagram from my phone, like four billion times. Yeah. I deleted it like four billion times. And then, and then, um, so yeah, this is an acquired skill and it's something that, once you have mastered it, you hold it precious because you're definitely going to use it for the rest of your life. Yeah. Um, and time management, like, I th- I think I have, like, this, like, natural talent, I want to say, where, like, I can estimate how long things are going to take. Kishan says it's OCD, but my brother says it's, like, I have OCD, but, like, really, I'm like, okay, this is going to take me 30 minutes, and then driving from here to here is going to be, like, 15, and I almost always get it right, which is, like, makes me feel really good about myself, honestly, but <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> I'm not okay. trying to be, I'm just saying, like, Super it's something that, complex. like, <laughs> what I mean is, like, it's something that once you've mastered, like, yes, you know, before I couldn't be able to figure it out, I'm like, oh, I have no idea. But, um, you can plan how your day is going to go. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that way you can fit more time to in- actually enjoy yourself because I know, especially as high schoolers right now or anyone in general, you're, you have to figure out a work-life balance. You know, sometimes other things can dominate your entire day and then you don't have time for self-care whatsoever. Mm. So the, the essence of time management is really having a balance in your life, which is what Islam is all about. Right. Um, and we'll talk about that later in this episode. But just to make this more personal, I'm going to pass this over to Samaya and ask you, how do you manage your time? What is your typical daily routine, I suppose? Um, yeah. Um, okay. So I think that I have always been pretty good at managing my time, um, if I'm being honest. I don't think it's something that takes much effort on my part. Um, I think I've I've just always been pretty, like organized and I always know what my priorities are and I'm always able to get those done um whenever I need to get them done whenever I want to get them done right um I will say though that obviously depending on the season of your life like things are different and things fluctuate depending on like for example course load or whatnot um so I think with time management it's like I feel like I have to relearn how to do it every time something changes and I think that's something that's pretty um, 
important to talk about because people are always like, oh, time management is important. But it's like you have to understand that the way you manage your time is going to be very different depending on where you're at in life. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, so over these past six weeks, I feel like I've been struggling just to get adjusted and that's been really affecting the way that I manage my time. I can still manage my time, but like Asin was saying, it's like I can get my priorities done, but then I don't like take care of anything else or I don't take care of myself. And my mom is listening to this right now. I know she is, and she is going to come (laughs) at me for this because she always tells me this thing, and this is not really related to time necessarily, but I guess it could play a part, but she says, um, what did she say? She literally told this to me, like, half an hour ago. She was like, rest or your body will pick, oh, she was like, she was like, take rest days or your body's gonna pick that day for you, or something like that. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I think, I think for me, an area of improvement definitely is, is learning how to incorporate, like, self-care into my day not even self-care but just basic things like eating or drinking water or like using the bathroom um, or like using the bathroom (laughs) but how do I how do I manage my time uh I use a planner I think that's like my planner is like genuinely what keeps me going every day um I don't mean that literally but you know just (laughs) it plays a huge part in um just knowing what my priorities are um I have this thing where it's just so nice to cross things off of my planner list, you know? Um, so planner's a huge one. Um, and I honestly just, just, I feel like I just know my priorities and I just get them knocked out. Which is great, you know? Yeah. For me, um, I definitely, I think because this semester is like the easiest semester I've had in the last like four years of high school. Um, so I definitely have more time for that balance, but I decided I have this problem where I keep adding things to my plate and keep yeah. adding things to my plate because I think, like, you know, oh, I'm a superwoman. Um, I can do all of it. And in reality, I really can make time or I can use the time that I have, but I cannot necessarily make time. And sometimes that's yeah. just a, that's a, like, a realization that I do often come to, like, four times a week. Like, man, how the heck am I going to do this, you yeah. know? Um, and, and I also use a planner, but I kind of, maybe I should tone this down a bit, but I, like, will have my monthly planner and I rewrite it, like, four times. I have it on my computer, and then I have it written in my, three times, and I have it written in my agenda, and then, excuse me, and then I have it written on my whiteboard that's in my office, and that's how I have it all engraved in my mind. Yeah. Um, So time management is great, to an extent, but you can't, like, obsess over every single thing that you have to do every single day, and I always tell somebody this, like, and I tell myself this, too, but don't look at the big picture of everything because it's going to really, really overwhelm you. And like, this is kind of a tangent, but this applies to everything in your life, right? Regardless of your deciding on like a future career choice or a major, or you're just planned for after high school or even within high school, what you're going to do, what your priorities are going to be. If you look at the overall picture, um, all of the time and you focus on the huge thing, you're going to miss out on the little things, first of all. And second of all, it's going to overwhelm you and it's going to freak you out. Yeah. And that's something that I've definitely learned in, re- learned in regards to time management. It's like, okay, yes, I have a crazy week. Yes, Wednesdays, I have like things back to back, back to back. But you know what? I just need to take it one step at a time. That yes. way I can breathe. And I think that's my biggest advice when it comes to starting off with time management is like, okay, I have like 20 billion things to do, but you know what? let's just take it one step at a time, you know? It's not like you're leaping. You're just taking baby steps. And then once you get the hang of it, you can take bigger steps, you know? Yes, that is definitely something that Asin does tell me a lot, is don't look at everything all at once. My mom tells me this all the time. Because I, I'm the kind of person that I just worry about everything yeah. at the same time. You know, I'm like, oh my gosh, like this, 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 a month from now, this. Like, yeah. you know, like, I, I'm, I'm just... 
I, I feel like my brain is just wired that way, but I have been really trying to like yeah take things just just get getting through the day. Honestly, at the end of the day, when I'm about to go to sleep, I just sit there and I'm like, okay, alhamdulillah, stays over. Yeah. <laughs> next day, you know, like I got through this day. Let's just get through the next day. Um, it's honestly really exhausting to go through your days like that, though. Like, like it yeah. really, really is. Just to like, I just feel like. I'm on survival mode a lot, you know, it's like, I'm, I'm just surviving the day and I'm like, great, go to sleep and survive the next one. Um, but one thing that I will speak on in terms of like time management is, um, I'm someone who for the, the longest time I was very like inflexible and I think I still can be to an extent. Like I hate when people will like throw a plan on me spontaneously like oh my gosh it just messes with me so bad like if I know I'm doing something in a day like I want you know I have I already have my I woke up with a plan I know what I'm doing for this day I just I it bothers me so much when someone is like oh let's do this today let's just like you know if I I didn't have it planned from before I didn't have it accounted for from before it really messes with me um so I've had to learn how to become a little bit less inflexible with my schedule um and with, with time, I feel like I've had to learn how to, like, block it off to where it's like, okay, like, you have time for this, but you also have time to just kind of do whatever it is that you want to do or hang out with people or whatnot. And I think having Isid as a friend has helped me a lot with Aww. that because she's very spontaneous. Like, Wait, she'll, she'll do things just, like, randomly or she'll just, like, tell me, like, let's do this today. And I'm like, what do you mean? You didn't yeah. tell me from um, but that's, that's a struggle for me with the time management too, is like, if I know that I have a plan for today, I don't want anyone to mess with my plan. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've, I, I feel like I've gone better though. I think I've learned to be a little bit less inflexible and yeah. more on the spont. I'm not on the you spontaneous side, have. but like, I've like loosened up a bit. No, I will tell you though, like, I am proud <laughs> of you. Like, up a bit. there are times where like, somebody will be like, Hey, you want to go to Smoothie King? And I'm like, that's so random. Yeah. Like, sure, I'll be ready in 10 minutes because... I will say I used to be extremely spontaneous because, like I said, I wasn't really great at time management. It's like, I just want to do things. Yeah. Like, I've always been a high achiever. Yeah. But, like, the way I would do it was, like, kind of, like, sprouts of energy here and there, like, bursts of energy here and there. Like, yeah. oh, I want to do this, and then, oh, I want to do this, and then, oh, I want to do this. But now I'm definitely more, my my English teacher always says, you have very linear brains. So I'm like, mm. thanks, you know, I appreciate that to an extent. And he's like, no, but now you have, like, plan A, plan B, plan C. You go from this to this to this, right. this step to this step. Um... And I will say, I think Samaya has helped me out a lot with that because, you know, it's just like, I see Samaya, I used to see Samaya as like, whatever she needed to get that done that day, she's going to get it done. And, you know, if she has to push other things out of the way, that's fine. You know, versus yeah. what, freshman year, at least I was the complete opposite. I didn't really have a schedule. I didn't have we a plan. We were so opposite we were in so, freshman year. I don't know how we even, okay. No, we were so, but I feel like it's so funny. This is like opposites attract. I'm, I don't mean this in a weird way, but I feel like when you have people that you're opposite from, yeah. they help like mellow you out. Because mm-hmm. there are things that we are both like extreme ends of, but then yeah. like as the course of our friendship has progressed, like we've both gone like, Sometimes like, like towards the yeah. middle, you know, like we're more mellow about it. And so. we're very similar now in our ways because I think yeah. we've rubbed off on yeah, each yeah, other. Yeah, absolutely. And we help each other in those ways. But like the reason why I was so spontaneous, I think it was just because of the way I grew up by we um, would just plan trips out of nowhere so we could see our family in North Carolina when we lived in Texas. Mm. You know, it was just us five. Um, and then even now, like, I have, we live really close to, like, all of our family members and stuff. Yeah. And so if I need to go do something, I have to stop my day to go do it for that person. If I need to go help my grandmother, I have to, like, stop my day to go help her. And sometimes it really does get to me. Yeah. But I'm definitely more flexible in the fact that I'm like, okay, 
that's fine. I could just move this and then move this. And that's a good trait to have. Like, being flexible to yes, an extent is a I really know. good trait to have. But you have to remember, if you're trying to become a more flexible person, you still have to put yourself first. Yeah. You still have to get your priorities done. And that's something that I've definitely learned. Because when I was more spontaneous, I was like, oh, yeah, I could just push this aside and get it done later. But then later is, like, 11 o'clock at night and I want to sleep and then right. I have a bunch of other things I still need to do because I spent my entire day trying to be spontaneous and do other things for other people. Mm. So part of time management, I feel like, is realizing, okay, yes, I can be flexible. You know, yes, I need to learn my prior, but I also need to learn my priorities, right? Yes. So how do you, I guess my question is, you know, there's a lot of people that procrastinate. Yes. Um, so what is your, how do you not procrastinate? What's some advice? That Great you would question. Have? Because when I was spontaneous, I procrastinated all the time. So my knows this. I was like the master at procrastination. I got things done and I got them done pretty well, but yeah. I procrastinated. I don't know how I used to get like essays done in like an hour. I don't know how, but you know, hey, know it worked. Either. I think for procrastination, I'm really trying, I think having an agenda and realizing your priorities and self-reflecting. I say this a lot in all of the episodes, um, but self-reflection is key in order to grow as a person, um, which I think we're going to do an episode about later, so stay tuned for that. Um, <laughs> but I really think you need to evaluate yourself. It's okay to criticize yourself and criticize your ways. It's okay to point out, okay, I'm not good at this, but I'm really good at this, you know? And once you can identify, Id- identification of your problem is the first step. Acknowledging right? it. Acknowledging right. it. So if you acknowledge, okay, I really do procrastinate with this and I spend way too much time doing this, acknowledge it, right? Then make an action plan. Okay, how are you going to fix that? It differs from person to person. When I was a procrastinator, my action plan was getting an agenda. That's mm. and it worked, right? Because right. in my agenda, and I still keep this up on oh, my paper agenda, not my computer one. I have everything numbered. Okay, this is step number one. Then this is step number two. Then this is step number three. And I get them done in that order. Mm. Once you've completed your action plan, you can be like, okay, great. This is great, but let me tweak this. You know. Right. So I think that to sum it up. Um, solving procrastination really differs from person to person, but you have to actually realize that procrastination is extremely unhealthy. Mm. It is not a good way to live your life where you always feel like you're running to catch up with the things you still have to do. You know, mm. you're living to you're living to live. You're not living to like to like survive, right? Procrastination right. is its own form of survival. You know, um, but I feel like it's a self inflicted survival. It is. Mode. Well, I think <laughs> I think um, both extremes are self inflicted. Because the middle is the sure. one where, like, yeah. you know, it's more moderate. But, yes, it's definitely self-inflicted. And then you feel guilty. You're like, oh, man, I really, like, I should have just done it earlier. Like, why did I do it earlier? Because it really, there are things that could take you, like, ten minutes. But you decided to wait you until five minutes before that. it's due. Right. You know? So, for example, if you're in high school and you're, you're a freshman, if you get an assignment, do it that day. I don't care if it's due in a week. I don't care if it's due. At least start At least start it. Yeah. I get if it's a project. Don't, like, cram it all in. You know, yeah. balance it out, space it out. But... If that's a priority, you don't have anything else to do, just go ahead and do it. Don't right. wait three hours before it's due because then you're going to be stressing. Your quality of work is going to be horrible. And then you're going to see the repercussions of that in your grades. Right. Right? So, yeah, that was a really long answer. But I I don't think I have ever really struggled with procrastination. <laughs> Lucky you. Um, when it comes to, like, schoolwork stuff, like, definitely I've been like, oh, I'll do my laundry later, or I'll just clean later, like, sure, but that's honestly not that important to me, so it's like, it doesn't feel the same, but I know, like, a lot of people who say, like, oh, but I work better under pressure, like, Mm -hmm. I still work better when I leave it to the last minute, blah, 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 and I can't speak to that, because I, I, like, literally buckle under pressure, 
But what is, I guess, what is your response to people that say, like, oh, but I work better under pressure, I can procrastinate and still get it done just as well, or yeah. whatnot? I used to be like that. I mm. used to say, I could totally work under pressure. Let me tell you guys, that's a lie to mm. yourself. You're lying to yourself so that way you don't have to change your ways. At least that's the way it was for me. Like, yeah, I totally work well under pressure, you know? Yeah, it's a, I'm still going to get an A either way. Mm. And yeah, sure, I might, like, but it's your chances of getting a better grade or much higher if you actually get it done you're not gonna be stressed out you're not gonna go to sleep feel because like think about it like this when you procrastinate on your schoolwork or whatever your priorities are your entire life suffers whether you realize it or not you could be playing video games or doing something all day long <clears throat> but then it comes to nine o'clock at night you're not gonna go to sleep why because you need to get your work done I was so then you say, wake up in the like, morning you affects your quality yes, of life exactly yeah you know Things, you don't have a routine. You need to have a routine in your life. I'm not saying you stick to your routine every single day. It doesn't day. have to be strict, yes, but, but some like, semblance, right? Exactly. Or have at least a list, and this is actually going to pull us into our ne- my next question, um, but at least have a list of things that you have to do every day regardless of what you have to get done. Regardless if you're super busy or not busy, whether it's religious or just self-care or whatever it is, you have to have just, it, it doesn't have to be a physical list if you're more of, like, a mental planner. Sure, do it that way. For me, I literally have it written out on my whiteboard yeah. so I can keep up with it and I can keep myself accountable. People have different methods yeah. of doing things, and I think the biggest thing with time management is finding what works Find your for action, you. Action right? Plan. Like, you know, it could be a physical planner. It could be an electronic planner, like an app. They have plenty of, like, planner apps. Or yeah. it could literally just be, like, I don't know. And I don't Your know. Apple Calendar yeah, is great, could, too. Google Calendar, yeah. just, like, writing things down or making sure you know what to do. Because a lot of people that listen to us or not even in school anymore you yeah. know um so i this mean this can I apply guess, to any aspect right, of your life finding what that routine is for you yes and i um, think um before i go into the next point i want to say like regardless of where you are in your life regardless if you have like kids you have you have a job you don't have a job you're still in school um whatever it is you're in college you have to if we learned this yesterday but you really have to identify your goals figure out where you're going and then yeah. from there, you can identify your priorities. And then from there, you can make your action plan. I think those are the main steps. Uh, but I was talking earlier about uh, those key things that you have to do every single day. You know, and as Muslims, right, we have to pray every single day, five times a day. Um, you should try to read the Quran regularly. You're supposed to read the Quran every day. You know, that's just, right. that's the whole point of it is that it's being, you know, read over and over and over again because it guides our lives and mm-hmm. stuff. So... With your busy life, right, Samaya, how do you incorporate those essential elements that might not seem like priorities in the moment, but really are essential for our lives? How do you incorporate them into your everyday life? Um, okay, so I think, like you said, you know, you have to recognize your destination. Where is it that yeah. you're trying to go? And I don't, I don't mean just in a superficial, worldly sense, but we want to get to Jannah, right? We want to get to paradise. Um, so honestly... And I, we all get stuck in this. We all fall victim to this, but we're so busy throughout our days, right? That we, like, sure, maybe you pray, right? Your five prayers, but you just don't do much else because you're like, I'm so busy. I'm so yeah. busy. I'm doing X, Y, and Z. And you're you're working to a priority that's not really a priority in the long run. You know what I mean? Like, sure, yes, we have worldly priorities, but none of those worldly priorities have anything on the priority, which is getting to heaven. And that's something yeah. that I have to remind myself a lot of. Um but I mentioned this in the last time that we filmed this episode. We have five daily prayers, right? We have one in the morning before the sun rises, one early afternoon, one late afternoon, one when the sun sets, and one at night, right? And these are obligatory, five obligatory prayers. Um, uh, there's a lot of scholars that say, you know, if, you've, if you're a Muslim and you've left the prayer, you don't pray at all, yeah. then you, are you really even Muslim? Like, that's the magnitude of these, of these prayers. 
um, the way that they're structured, right, is that you, when you, when you're coming to pray, right, when you hear the other, when the, when the time comes for prayer, you should get up and go pray. God loves the people that, that pray on time, mm-hmm. right? That's one of the best deeds that you could do is, is prayer on time. Um, the way that the prayers are situated throughout the day is that they really do the time blocking for you, yes. I feel like. And that's something, like I mentioned the last time that we filmed this, um, or, you know, attempted to. But, you know, you wake up in the morning, pray fajr. Uh, there's a hadith of the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, that essentially says, you know, um, it's basically like the like early bird gets the worm. Like, obviously, that's not the wording, yeah. but, you know, he said... It, you know, it's it's better to go to sleep early and to wake up early and to start your day early. You know, there's more, there's more blessed things, there's more baraka, you, you're more productive that way. So you wake up, right, and you pray. And then you can be working for a few hours, doing whatever you have to do, and you take a break because you have to what? You have to come back to God. You have to ground yourself. You have to pray again. And then in a few hours, what do you do? Take another break and you pray. And this is something that I was listening to a Jummah sermon just a couple weeks ago, and the imam was saying how when the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, would pray with his companions, he would tell Bilal ibn Rabah, who was the mu'adhin, right, the one who would make the adhan, he would tell him, um, I think he said, arihna, like, like, relieve us uh, by making the adhan so we can pray. And that's something that I've been thinking about so much ever since then, because I feel like a lot of the time, like, I can admit that my worst prayers throughout the day are, like, dhuhr and asr, because mm-hmm. I'm, yeah, because I feel like I'm, like, just, like, doing work, and then I just come pray, and then I go back to do my work, you know, like, it's just, like, I'm just doing it because I have to. Yeah. Right. And so I know that those two are my worst are my worst salas. But then I try to think about it in the sense of like, this is a relief. This is a reliever of my of my workload, of my stress, of everything like this should be a moment where I'm actually like um, not just doing it to do it, not just to say, OK, alhamdulillah, I prayed like, yes, of course, I should pray all the time. But I'm just saying, like, instead of thinking about it as like, I just need to like take time to do this. It's actually more of like this is a relief for me to do this right now so yeah. I can come back and uh, go again. And I have more tips, but just go ahead and <coughs> no, I talked for good. a while, so no, no, you're good. I can I'm just answer your question right later. <laughs> no, but um, honestly, to go off of that point, when I started thinking about Salah that way, because it's not a chore, right. you know? And I think as kids, um, I mean, I grew up in a very religious household. I went to Islamic school. Right. I mean, you guys should check out that episode. But, like, I went to Islamic mm-hmm. school for, like, all the way until, like, sixth grade. Um... So prayer was a consistent thing. You know, right. it wasn't, it was something that was demonstrated constantly in my life. Um, but at one point I did view prayer as not, not necessarily like a chore. It, I didn't see it as a meeting with God. You don't realize you know? that you think that way though. Yeah. Because it you just don't becomes until so later. habitual yeah. that you're just doing it all the time, you know? Yeah. I didn't realize that I viewed it as a chore until I really became connected when I did pray. Um, but I think that that realization of, um, the beauty of prayer and what it's really meant to do for us during the day. Like you said, it's meant to give us a break. People often yes. compare prayer to meditation. Mm. You know, or at least I've heard that a couple of times right. where people think it's like, you know, you're meditating during the mm. day. People always say it's just ta- stop and take a break when you're working. That's what prayer is. It is that break, like Samaya was saying. And I realized this during probably the most stressful year ever during COVID. Um, sophomore year, I was like, wow, let me just get up and pray. And then after I prayed, I was like, I feel so much better. I can actually maybe focus on my work, right. you know, and get the things done that I need to get it's done. It's that relief, right? It is a relief. Like, when you put your head into sujood, when you prostrate to the floor, you know, or to God, um, I feel like everything that's on your shoulders almost feels like it's lifted off. It's like falling And then off. You, yeah. you stand up again and you repeat the process. And these, these, when we pray, every single, 
every single step of prayer has a meaning, has an intention, it has a purpose. It's like that for a reason. Right. And when I started to realize that and I really became connected, I was like, wow, like imagine if Queen Elizabeth was like right there. Of course, I want to be like best behavior. I want to focus on her, you know, or not Queen Elizabeth. I, I don't really care don't about the queen. About queen She's like dead. But <laughs> <laughs> but like anyone that I really, you know, admire, admire in front of me, I always anything. thought the queen. But like, yeah, anyone that I really <laughs> admire, um, I would want to be completely focused on the conversation, you know? And we get that special meeting with God minimum five times a day. Yes. And after I put that into context in my life, I will say that my time management skills got better because my entire day was revolving around those pillars, those mm. fundamental pillars that are part of our lives. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, that's what I have to say on that. Okay. And then to answer your question about, yes. like, how do you actually implement... So, the prayers, that's, that's, the, that's the first place to start, is establish those five prayers yes. if you haven't... Um, because that's really going to help you guide your day. It's going to give you those necessary breaks, that relief that you need. Everyone's busy, right? Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like, we are all busy, but we're, we're, we're not busy enough to, um, to like do, I mean, this is going to sound weird, but like you make times for the things that you like to do. Yes. Right. Even when, when you're you busy. Should. Right. Even when you're busy, like you, you take five minutes to scroll on your phone, for yeah. example, like that's something we can all agree on. Right. Yeah. You're busy, but you pick up your phone every once in a while and you scroll. Or you pick up your phone and you talk to somebody for 10 minutes. Or you pick up your phone and you scroll through TikTok. Or you, um, I don't know, you take a little walk or you just go get some water. Like, you take those breaks, right? Even if you're not really realizing that it's a break, you're taking that time out of your day. So, to even, like, to play a video game or to listen to music. Yeah. These are the times that you have to figure out what to do with because it's like you do actually have the time if you're doing these things. You know what I mean? So, for me, and this is something that I'm going to expand upon so much more when we do our Ramadan preparation episode, inshallah. But... Um, Stay tuned for that. Yes, in a couple of weeks. But you have to realize that change does not come in these huge, grand uh, forms. You know, if you want to change your life, you don't do a drastic change because you can't keep up with that. What you do is you implement small changes that you can be consistent with. Yes. So I feel like, number one, establish those prayers, right? That's the basis. But then how do you incorporate the extra stuff? This is something that I like to do a lot. Um, recently, I've actually been listening to a lot more, like, podcasts and lectures. Like, when I'm getting ready in the morning, yeah. for example. Like, I'm, like, doing skincare and I'm listening to um, a reminder. Um, on my way to school or wherever I'm going, I like to play Quran a lot, right? Because you're in the car anyway. Yeah. You're in the car anyway, so maximize your time. Listen to something beneficial. Um, I, in the mornings, I like to... Um, reflect on like ayahs of mercy in the quran so you know write something down you know reflect on it again these things take like five minutes you know what i mean like it's not like i'm spending hours and hours doing these things before i go to sleep i like to read a few pages of quran uh look at the tafsir read surat al-mulk like these are again these are things that don't take a long time but you have to figure out where do they fit into your day because they fit somewhere yeah you have the time right even if it's just driving or on your commute like what are you doing with that time yeah you know what i mean um, okay, I have, like, three things to say. First of all, you mentioned barakah earlier, and I want to, I just want to say, like, define barakah, it actually means blessing, and it can be, like, I, I suppose applied to any part of our life, so, like, right. our time that we have during the day is a blessing, it is barakah. Yes. So, that was the first thing, I just wanted to define that for those who might not know. Um, the second thing is, I agree with you 100% about the prayers and, like, making time for the extra, but I don't even want to call it extra. The mm. reason why is because, I'm sorry, guys, but... Praying five times a day is not enough. That's no. the bare minimum. You're not, an, like, 
you need to evaluate yourself and your religiosity when it comes to this, but, like, you can't say, mashallah, he prays five times a day. Like, no, you need it's, to do other things, It's the worst you know? when someone is like, oh my gosh, you pray? Like, like you're so religious. Wow. And I'm like, excuse that's me? That's the bare minimum, <laughs> you know? Like, that's the bare minimum. So those extras aren't, in fact, extras at all. Like, okay, sure, they're not necessarily obligatory to do, you know, between when this happens and when this happens, right. or, like, these certain parts of the day, but they need they're to essential. be done. They they're are essential. essential. And in a way, they are obligatory. They are mandatory in order to be good Muslims, you know? Yes. Um, And the second thing I want to do is I kind of want to address the two opposite extremes, right? You can either be the extreme that only prays five times a day and you think that's enough, and then you spend the rest of your day kind of doing nothing at all. Right. Or doing nothing too much. Of value nothing or, of value that's right. actually going to benefit you in the hereafter mm-hmm. and for your deed, because it's, you know, Dino Redonia, right? Right. Um, but then there's the other extreme where all you do is religious stuff. Mm. You you might, um, I don't know, stop spending time with your family just to do religious stuff. You you neglect the other aspects of your life just to do religious stuff. And that's actually you're not supposed to do that. Yeah. You know, you're supposed to have a balance, you're supposed to be with your family. You know, the Sahaba or the companions of the Prophet, they literally had time for entertainment. They had those allotted parts of their day for, you know, poetry battles or just hanging out with each other. You know, it wasn't all religion or nothing. And even you know? from a peace him, you told someone, no, you're not supposed to just stand in a religion. Yeah, you can't neglect your you, family. You have, yeah. to, you have to sleep. Yeah. You have to eat. You have to talk to your family. You have yeah. to be there for them. You have to, you know, entertainment, all mm-hmm. these things. Um, you're talking about balance. Yes. And Allah says he created us as a, as a quote-unquote middle people, a yes. balanced people. Um, so we have to learn how to how to sort of have that balance in life between you know, where am I incorporating all of these things? How am I going to make time for them? One thing that I did want to say, my mom sent me this this video a couple of weeks ago of this, um, he he was young, he was probably a teenager, I, I think he was like a, a hafid or something, mm-hmm. because he was basically being um, interviewed, and, and one of the questions that someone asked him, um, or he was responding, he was like, people always tell me, you know, how do I... Um, handle handle all these things on my plate how do i how do i have to go to school and do all my assignments and then also make time for quran and and also yeah. make time for reading quran and memorizing and because i think again like i said i think he was a hafiz um and he said he looked at him he said i don't even know what that means and this thing has okay this has stuck with me ever since i heard this and it's made me like rethink the way that i do everything especially yeah. when it comes to the quran but he said he said i don't know what they mean when they ask me this question because the quran does not add to your plate it makes your plate bigger. Yeah. It makes what you can handle bigger, right? You have a you have a larger capacity to actually handle all these things that are going on throughout your day now. And ever since then, I've been like, so, so like, I don't know, like every time I read the Quran, it's like with a newfound purpose almost yeah. of like, this is honestly in part because I want to make that plate bigger, yeah. you know? And that was just, I, I don't know, it was something that was so beautiful when I heard it. And it's just been something that I've like, thought about ever since and it's it's so crazy it's like these religious things you think they're adding to your day and taking away from your time but they're only making what you can handle more they're only adding right? to that blessing of yes yeah and in the, i actually have never thought it that way Me and neither. now i'm gonna always start thinking it that way but i've never thought of it that way but right when you said that i thought of the the verse um so remember me i'll remember you yes you know when you read quran when you're doing these acts of worship you're remembering god so what's he going to do? He's going to ele- he's going to alleviate what you have going on in your life, the stressors that are in your life, whether it's your work or your family life or whatever it is. Right. He's going to alleviate that pressure, that pain, because you're remembering him. And you're yeah. not seeing it as a burden. You're not seeing salah as a chore. You're not seeing Quran as, okay, I just need to recite and like, that's right. it. You know, you actually look into the deeper meaning of it. You go out of your way to learn new things. You know, 
we're all constantly learning. And this is something that, um, kind of a tangent, but my grandmother, she's always like, hey, yeah, I might be old and this and that, but you know what? Every day I learn something new. Mm-hmm. Every day. And then she'll come and teach us, you yeah. know? You're never at a position in your life where you, you know everything. Yeah. You know? So you need to really reframe everything in your life. And you were talking about purpose when you said about the Quran Mm -hmm. and how you kind of have a reframed purpose. And I think that's the essential part about learning what your priorities are and just doing things in general in your life is that you have to have a purpose. Yes. You know, and you were talking about like what, even when I'm driving, right, you know, you listen to a podcast, you listen to Quran, whatever it is, that means that when you're driving, at least you have a purpose. You have some sort of intention to to incorporate religiosity into those everyday tasks that need to be done. You're making use of your time. You're making use of your time, yes. So before you do anything, you know, first start off with Bismillah, and then from there be like, okay, the reason why I'm doing this is for this. Don't do things that don't have a purpose, you know? Like even scrolling through Instagram, that has a purpose of in and of of itself if you're not abusing it. Obviously, it's that I need a break. I need a brain break. That's a purpose, you know? Yeah. Um, So I think identifying that is also a key factor. Um, you were talking about the verse of, so remember me and I'll remember you. And it continues, right? So God says, remember me and I'll remember you and, and, and be grateful to me so that you may succeed. Yes. And I think that's, that's also really powerful because it's like, when you need reassurance that you are hopefully succeeding, that you're successful, you're, you know, you're given such a straight, uh, very clear path to do this Mm -hmm. where it's like, remember me. I will remember you and be grateful to me so that you may succeed. Like, it's it's the formulas right there. And there's yeah. so many like it in the Qur'an. Um, but I think my biggest tip with incorporating religion into your day, and this is something that I don't even like to say because it's like, with your intention, any action can become a religious action as long as it's not haram, obviously, yes. if it's not forbidden. But, for example, like, even if you're, you know, you're, you're working as a working person, a working parent, let's say, you know, if you set your intention before you go to work every morning, I'm doing this, you know, God, I'm doing this so I can provide for my family, make sure they're taken care of, you know, make sure they're okay. You're going to get rewarded the entire time that you're doing that. Even if you take a shower, if you go into the shower, right. And you have your intention of I'm doing this to be clean because cleanliness is half of faith, right. You get rewarded the whole time in the shower. So you don't even have to, that's the thing. It's like people think they have to make these huge changes to become quote unquote more religious, but it's like your whole day could be a religious act of worship. If you just like thought of it differently, if you just had a different intention, if you're studying, right. And you're working, you're at school all day and you're just like, this is my intention to learn because God loves those who have knowledge. I want to expand my knowledge. I want to one day be able to benefit the people with what I decide to do with my life. That is by itself incorporating that religion into your day. Um, but again, this is more basically, you know, you have to also do the acts of worship, like reading Quran and, and, you know, studying the Deen and all that stuff. And it's really, honestly, my biggest tip is just finding those pockets of time that you can replace with something more beneficial. Like for example, we all commute, put something more beneficial on. Yeah. And again, balance. I love listening to music in the car too, but you know, sometimes the Quran have a routine, you know, Quran or you know, I'm going to read Quran or I'm going to listen to Quran or a podcast when I'm going from here to here. But then when I come back, I'll listen to music or I'll only listen to music in the car when I'm with my friends or like, you know, just like, yeah, it's those pockets of time that you really, instead of scrolling for 10 minutes on Instagram, I'll scroll for five and I'll like read some tips for five. Yeah. Like it's, it's those small things that really make a big difference. I actually was about to talk about routine. Um, this was really my last point at least, um, was that in regards to routine, once you've built that routine and you've come up with that action plan that we were talking about earlier and you've actually stuck to it and, you know, you have a routine, you have 
a regulated schedule in your everyday life for the most part. It's still flexible, it's moderate. Um, you need to make sure that it's okay if that routine changes. Yeah, it with can't, that flexibility. It, you have to be flexible with it because, you know, this semester I leave school rather early, but next, like, when I go to college, right, it's going to be a completely different, like, game. So you have to be open, like, okay, just because it's changing doesn't mean, like, don't let it overwhelm you every single time it changes. Yeah. You know? Um, and yeah. then you were talking about how you were, like, continuing on that A, and that's, and that's something that's emphasized in the hood on a lot, um, about, you know, those that remember Allah and those that those that are grateful towards him, his mercy, his mercy will encompass them and things like that. Like just a bunch, of, it's a, it's a constant theme, you know? Yes. So the fact that the Quran, and I was actually thinking about this earlier today, I went to Fej and he was giving a lecture about the Quran and the miracle of the Quran. And I actually didn't know this. I knew that Quran was revealed in poetry because right. it's like, it's a form of Arabic it's a poetry, melodic, right. but, um, it's really, he said it was meticulously scientific. And I was like, what does he mm. mean by that? And he went on to elaborate. He was like, well, back then the Arabs, you know, they mastered poetry and they had like 10 different forms of poetry. Mm-hmm. But the Quran didn't fit into any of those forms. Yeah. And that is not, I did not know that until today. And he was like, it's, but it is written in a way that everyone can relate. It's not only one dialect over the other. It's not, it's there so you can understand it, regardless yeah. of where you're from. Just because your native tongue is not Arabic, just because, um, you might not understand it, or maybe you're able to understand Arabic, but you can't read it. Whatever your situation is, don't let that deter you from doing these constant acts of worship, and you know? I was told by someone who was, no, who was non-Muslim, actually. She was telling me she was like, um, you know, she said, I just think that the Quran is, is it's a really, like, it's something that even if you're not a Muslim, it still has a lot of things that you can take away from it. It still, it still has a lot of advice and stuff. And that's something that we believe, you know, in the Quran, God says, Ya ayyuhal nas. He doesn't just talk yeah. to Ya ayyuhal ladina amanu. Um, you know, to all of mankind, we believe that anybody can, of course, benefit. benefit. Um, so that's, that's one point. And then something that I actually heard today, I was listening to this other podcast, um, Dean Tour, which these are... Maybe we should shout them out. We should shout them out. Maybe we'll get famous. I'm just joking. No. <laughs> um, but I was listening to one of their episodes and he said something, this is kind of a tangent, but it's about the whole Quran and Arabic and stuff. But he said that even if you're someone who was born and raised speaking Arabic, you still have to learn the Arabic of the Quran. Yes. Because it's different, right? It's Fusha Arabi. It's, it's, it's the formal Arabic and it's different from any dialect that anybody really speaks. But it's not even just that. It's the rulings. It's the Tajweed rules. You know, it's all those things. And you were, you were talking about how Nobody could, uh, or, you know, the, the, the form of Ar- uh, Arabic that was brought down in the Quran is so different than their poetry. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why nobody could replicate it. You know, during the time they tried, they tried to say that this was something that Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, did himself. He just wrote it himself. Nope. This man was illiterate and he could not read or write. Yeah. Right. And the, the poets of the time couldn't even come up with something that was as beautiful as this. Yeah. Um, so I don't know how this relates to time. Well, no, it does, though, because I think, you know, we were talking about how, like, Salah is a foundation in your day, yes. but so is the Qur'an, you know, because yeah. you have to read it constantly, you have to recite it constantly, and, you know, the best of you are those who learn the Qur'an and teach it to others, Yes. right? So, I think that once you can incorporate that in your life, where Qur'an is one of those main priorities, one of those main goals, like how we were saying, you have to actually look and see what road you want to go down if yes. the quran is part of that and you want that to become part of your life you have to be able to learn it and be able to learn it and understand it to the point where if say a five-year-old came up to you you could explain it to them mm. you know and if you wanted to that's just like the basic level of understanding yeah. right because you're right i know how to be i like to say that i'm pretty decent at it you know right. but when it comes to the quran like i can say like alhamdulillah like 
I understand a lot of it, yeah. but I still have to learn more. Yeah, Why? Because it's not my dialect. You know, of I speak course. the Egyptian dialect that a lot of people don't like. You know, I was kind of <laughs> he was hating on it this morning. I was no like, dude, way. don't even come for us. We it's the superior. best. <laughs> I'm sorry, but the Egyptian dialect of Arabic is the best. But besides the point, um, he was like, it doesn't matter what dialect. You know, you have to reteach yourself and uh, understand those rulings and those uh, the way of reciting it. Because, like you said, it's it's melodious right yeah there if you don't do it right it's just not going to sound right and it's not going to feel the same in your heart yeah when i recite quran sometimes all, especially on those days when i'm the busiest mm. or supposedly the busiest especially wednesdays guys I'm <laughs> wednesdays i make sure i do an extra amount of quran i make mm. sure i spend extra time on it why because when you recite it and you recite it right and you understand what you're reciting and what you're you're reading uh it hits differently. Yeah. It, it feels, it puts peace and tranquility within your heart, right? Yeah. So on those days when you're the busiest, make sure you emphasize all those religious acts, not even just the ones that intentions that you do, like the right. shower and right. commuting or this and that, especially those ones that you have to sit down and you have to focus on focus it. Focus on them, yeah. Because you're going to feel better. You know, yeah. I think that Quran and Salah are the melody to, are the, is the medicine to a stressed life. Yeah, absolutely. I really think that's like my last and, point. Yeah. And, and prayer too, like not just the the physical five prayer, but the supplication, like making yes. dua to God. It's again like my I my biggest thing to emphasize is if you're someone who's struggling with incorporating, you know, these the dean into your life, again, remember your intention, but also do not overwhelm yourself with thinking that you have to make again these huge changes. It's really the small things. It really, yes. really is. Finding those five minutes in your day. Making dua ten minutes before you go to sleep. You know what I mean? Just spending yes. 10, 15 minutes just making dot that God makes things easy for you. We under, like, we, I feel like we overestimate. Like, we think if we have to sit down and do a plan, we're going to sit down for, like, five hours. No. That's not the like, case. even if you're, even if you can sit down and read for five minutes, you know what I mean? It's enough. And I tell my Quran students yeah. this a lot, you know, like, you have to practice, even if it's five minutes. You're on the game for, what, like, three hours, right? You're playing video games for, like, three hours. That's all a waste of time. Sure, do what you like. To an extent, but you, you cannot say you don't have time if that's what you're going to be doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can, you so can utilize your time wisely. Yeah, it's the very small pockets of time that you have yeah. that you can um, maximize. And there's yeah. an ayah in the Quran, too, that I absolutely love in Surah Al-Isra. Uh, God basically says, everyone just work to their own capacity and because God knows what you're capable of. Yes. You know, like, and that's the thing, too, is that some things for people like let's say reading two pages of Quran for someone is something that takes them twenty minutes. You know, maybe they're not they're not that fluent in Arabic. Yeah. They're trying. Takes them a really long time to do it. Maybe for someone else that same two two pages takes five minutes on average, right? Yeah. So everyone has a different level of capability. And God knows that and he reassures us that he knows that. So it's do what you can. Do what yes. you can. Make the effort. And you have to realize that when you read Quran, you're constantly rewarded. You're rewarded, like, mm-hmm. like a lot. And when you struggle, especially when you struggle, that reward is doubled. Yeah, it's increased. That reward is increased, right? So he sees what you're going through. As long as God sees that you're trying and you're genuinely trying, whether it's just incorporating those small religious acts or actually doing the bigger ones, especially on those days when you're stressed out and you're super busy, he sees that and he's going to reward you even more. Yeah. A surplus of reward, right? Yeah. Um. So I think to wrap it up, just... If you're a procrastinator, you got to realize that, you know, and then from there, um, come up with that action plan. And part of the action plan is ensuring that you incorporate those small acts of, of religiosity that you were talking about within your day, as well as those larger acts like Quran and prayer and dua or whatever. Right. Um, 
and then from there build a routine that you that can be flexible if needed to be yeah i think and when you do this it really it does change your life when you yes, add your those, quality of life when increases. you add those little things into your life yeah. it it really it really helps you know that the constant the constant sorry rem- guys we're not even gonna cut that out at this point like just... the constant remembrance of of god and um like like that thing that i heard genuinely like it expands your plate it really, it really does, does. So, i never thought of it that me, way. me neither but it's like but yeah. one of the most beautiful things i've ever heard now so yeah so expand your plate guys all right <laughs> we'll see you guys next time